from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome, Junior Wizards. It is I, Senior Wizard Aaron, with a pre-show announcement. This week, my audio will sound a little different than usual because I foolishly deleted my local recording, so we're using our backup file from a Zoom call. I cleaned it up, made it sound as pretty as I possibly could, but mistakes happen. But anywho, the episode as a whole is a banger. Mwah! Please enjoy us creating an original fantasy character class from scratch. And now... Take it away, Aaron. In three, two, one. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Aaron. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop-inspired world-building, character creation, and storytelling podcast where each week we take one of your brilliant listener-submitted prompts and Jeff and I sit down writer's room style and create an original fantasy concept. That means character, fantasy town, legendary weapon, myth, constellation, lore. Basically, we're creating a fantasy world and everything that has to, that goes into it one episode at a time. And you're joining us for year seven. So hi, if it's your first episode... Welcome. There's a lot of joy to be experienced. I am excited for you to dig into the backlog, or I'm excited for you to just hang out with us this week. I think either one, there's going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of good times, and I'm excited to get into it today. Damn right. Um, Jeff, what is getting you excited this week, or what has, what day is it? It's Monday. So last week, what got you excited? What was something like awesome that happened to you? Something delicious you ate? Something that brought um, you joy last week? Last week, a thing that brought me joy. Let's see. What do I what do I want to share with the Internet is the question. <laughs> hey, you know, the, nothing is too much to share with the Internet, Jeff. That's what content creators say. Uh, you know what got me? Ex- <laughs> you know what? You know what really like uh, 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 brought me joy? What's that? I had this is what I had. I had this yesterday at the time of recording. So it was Sunday afternoon. I had from like my kind of favorite, one of my favorite corner deli spots. Yeah. They do a Hawaiian chicken cheesesteak. Fuck. Go on. Please describe what that is. It is a chicken cheesesteak. So it's chicken cheese. Which is fire. Chicken cheesesteaks are so good. Uh, this one had ham, has has shredded ham and pineapple sh- uh, mixed into it. Goo. Goo. Golly. I, I asked them, I put a spin on it, which is I asked them to also add buffalo sauce, and oh. it was next level. Like, buffalo sauce and pineapple is an unbeatable combination. 100. That and the 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 ham was delicious, and it, like, it just all came together perfectly. Truly, like, brightened my day. That's awesome. And, like, that's the power of a chicken cheesesteak. Well, like, honestly, regionalism-wise, that's the power of a solid cheesesteak. It's like, yeah. I still know exactly what like my favorite ones are, where they were when I first ate them and the memories attached to them. Because like, hey, y'all, we're from South Jersey, which is weirdly Philly adjacent. Cheesesteaks are and pizzerias and like wings and crap like that are like everywhere in that region. Meaning 
your childhood, y'all, we ate so many. Fu- I don't know about you, but I ate a lot of motherfucking cheesesteaks growing up. I did. I did oh eat a lot God. of cheesesteaks. Where was up. your spot? Like, where would you and your family like, where would you get them from? It's a highly debated topic in Mount Holly, New Jersey. I would largely get them like when we went out, like when we when I would go out with friends, like I like um, where though? because like like where what place was your spot? So the fans can Google it. <laughs> I ate a lot of cheesesteaks from the from the Vincent Town Diner. Oh, they had a okay. cheesesteak that I got down with a diner cheesesteak. Diner cheesesteak. I was. That's the thing. Like when I say that, what I mean is like I was a big on diner cheesesteaks, and I was big on like pizzeria cheesesteaks. I mean, I'm a big pizzeria cheesesteak fan. Oh God, what is the name? What was Lavitas was the one in Mount Holly. Lavitas, I Lavitas, I got a lot, and that's then there still was the there. other. There was the other one that the name has changed like four times. Where is around it? the corner from Levitas? Around the corner, and like the brown, like down the street a little bit from Levitas, in like a brown building. Oh, if it's still on High Street, or it was there. I think it was like OJ's at one point, and then it was like a like had like three or four different names over the years. No idea, but hey, I'm look. I'm googling this to figure this out. Yeah, we need to do detective work because I don't trust memory, and this is really important because. When I say that one day I want like when the show is like popular, popular, because it's going to fucking happen. Um, What I want is for part of like this show to, <laughs> to be a, a food tour, like where you go to South Jersey and you eat at the places we've described. That would please <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. I am zooming in on Levitas and Mount Holly. OK, are you on Google Maps. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're going we're going on this this hunt in real time. In real fucking time. So we're at Lavita's Pizza. Everybody at home, Google Lavita's Pizza, Mount Holly, New Jersey. It's Ott's now. Oh, it's Ott's Bar now, which is a complete shit fire. And it's it used to be something else. And I don't remember the name of what it used to be, but it used to be like a solid pizzeria. Uh, okay. It used to be like a decent to solid pizzeria, and they had a cheesesteak that was delicious. They and had a buffalo chicken cheesesteak that was really good. That Levitas, like anything in that neighborhood was like top tier. Like that was where we would go with like friends. Yes. And that was that's where like a lot of my cheesesteak experience comes. Buffalo chicken cheesesteaks, Jeff and listener. Oh my fuck. They are so ridiculously good. If you if Love you them. like that blue cheese and buffalo combo, which is very Sojo dumpster food in it. Mm. So you ate a good cheesesteak and that makes me happy. Um, I went to my the thing that's getting me excited this week is I went to the botanical gardens for my dad's Ooh-hoo. birthday. Cherry blossoms weren't all open yet. But with a thing that did make me happy is, you know, everybody goes, the cherry blossoms, the cherry blossoms. But also there's a, a varietal of magnolia that makes a purple and white petal glorious and just walking Love amongst it. the plants in springtime you know it had that smell in the air of it's getting warmer but it's still freezing at night but like we're almost there to nice weather town and i couldn't be more excited uh as i'm realizing that this the the bad weather makes me a sadman the cold weather of the northeast so i am i am jazzed and i am ready for warm weather oh my god that's what's getting me excited is weather changes important to me i i get i appreciate this i appreciate this i know this and i appreciate this 
But I'm I really want to get into this episode because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, because we went to yes, that's right. We went to our prompt submission email because it exists. All my fancy children at gmail.com. We check the email, and this one is from our prompt submission when there was a fucking website. There's not anymore, but this is from our Squarespace form submission back in the day. Prompt comes to us from names are hard. Prompt, the friendliest spider druid. The friendliest spider druid. So I've got some things I want to throw at you. Throw them at me. Loose thoughts. I don't have a big pitch for them. I don't know if we're going to use them. I don't have anything around them. So like I'm giving you seeds and if we then cultivate them into trees, great. If they die in the field, equally fine. We'll take another direction. I'm ready. Well, those seeds will be reused for a later idea in the episode. So so here's the two things that I that came to mind as I was reading this. The friendliest spider druid. Latching onto the phrase the friendliest spider, like a thought popped in my head, thinking about animals, thinking about nature. And like uh, in a phrase that sounds like it is an old timey uh, piece of folk wisdom. What the friendliest spider druid does? The phrase in my head that popped up was like the friendliest spider still eats a fly. Oh, I don't know what that means. I have some thoughts (laughs) that I kind of want to throw like a big pitch direction at you. But like, (laughs) yeah, hey, go throw throw them. That was just something popped into my head. I was like a friendliest spider like. Being like, what does it mean for a spider to be friendly? What does it mean for a spider to be friendly to the fly that it's eating? Like, these are things that were in my head. Okay, I have a thought for that, though, because if we're going to talk about the friendliest spider druid and the friendliest spider still eats the fly, you said. Yeah, it's kind of like for me, the tabletop uh, genre that like games that evolve combat, like old dungeon crawlers, right? Where like even the kindest characters are still like, you know, it's kind of one of those even the nicest characters, if backed into a corner, they have to defend themselves. Like, it's almost like, for me, a justification for combat in a fantasy setting. So, and the other, so, so, so option one that I want to throw at you, the first thought that I had that popped into my head, right? I'm ready. Is, is, and I I want, I'm going to throw this at you. I want you to sit on it. Then I'm going to throw the second direction at you. And then you sit on both. You tell me which one excites you more. Option one, is this some kind of butcher or food preparation magical food prep thing that that ties into like cultivation and like like kindness in the form of like farming and meat preparation and such or is the is the phrase the spider druid meant to be a druid who is a spider but is spider druid instead a class of per like a character class and this is the friendliest of that character class Okay, so what appeals to me more is deciding what a druid is and a spider druid. Because my thought is, uh, we had discussed in about, God, this show's from 2016. We discussed in like, I think late 2016 or early 2017 that like druids possibly pull power from astral bodies, Mm -hmm. right? We had talked about that. A spider, but we can always retcon. So what I like is, this friendliest spider druid. Perhaps druids are a character class in all my fantasy children that deal directly with constellations. And this druid is one that pulls from one that is about a spider. So can I put a spin on, can I put a twist on that? Yes. Because I love the celestial bodies angle. I think that's sick. 
is it is it is is it a constellation of a spider or is it as a a spider as an entity that catches people in an intractable web and the friendliest spider still eats the fly brings things in and destroys them as a matter of nature is this some kind of a black hole okay yes i love this idea because what i get from the friendliest spider druid because if we're pulling on the druids use astral body space power right they pull upon planets and stars and starlight and stardust perhaps like you know the typical druid is like nature magic what if a druid is like space magic right it has to do with mm-hmm. basic which is essentially nature if we're all made of stardust and everything's made of stardust but this just sounds cooler and like you said casting a net perhaps this is someone who can the friendliest a spider druid Maybe it's like a dangerous form of it because you cast a web over space-time fabric, astral bodies. Perhaps you encase things, space, time, the fabric of reality in some kind of net connecting them. And then like it's something like you shouldn't be tampered with. You know what I mean? Like to be a spider druid implies the idea of connecting all these schools of being a druid or connecting astral bodies and combining them or catching space things and eating them. Hmm. I don't know. I like the idea of it being a black hole, like it's black hole. It's gravity magic, perhaps. Yeah, I think the the, the aesthetic that I get, the visual that I get, I like the gravity angle. I like pulling things in. I like casting a sort of net or web. The other piece of that puzzle that I think is missing that is really compelling to me and ties into the idea of the friendliest spider druid. Like, what if the what if the many limbed spider is like a a super massive black hole that is visible like in the night sky? Okay, so and this is a druid who draws their power from a super massive black hole. Or a a class of druids, because if you're the friendliest spider druid, that implies multiple. And so, like, it is a, it is a, in the same way that you could probably have multiple celestial druids that draw power from similar constellations or from similar whatever. This is a, this is a druid that draws power. Like, these are, these are, these are a group of druids that, like, draw power from this, like, massive void at the heart of the cosmos. I like this a lot because what it sounds like is uh it's hard to do it sounds like it's it's challenging like this is an exclusive school of magic that's hard because one you'd have to be able to draw from something at the heart of you said the heart of the universe yes like this deep is space okay so may i make a grand pitch with lore wrapped in it i mean i'm, I'm you yes you know the answer is this yes. super massive black hole is the portal that leads to the cosmic plane. This is what we mm. described in the Ether and Astra episode is the door that they travel through and become Ether travels through the door and becomes fantasy basically, it splits up into the five, blah, 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 blah. But we said that the battle between Ether and Astra happens in the cosmic plane. Perhaps to get there, you have to travel through this super massive black hole. And we just called it the door. I put it in air quotes. Obviously, no one knows where it goes. It's it's at the heart of the universe. It's really far. And these druids draw their power from it. And it's not to say that they're drawing like demon magic. I like the idea that like the energy of the door itself is diff- it's like space magic and gravity and it's weird and messy like a black hole. The explicit uh, explicitly pulling on a piece of outside media that I think about sometimes. 
and that I think is is cool to visualize here. I'm visualizing the way that like the first time in Full Metal Alchemist when shit gets so big that you see the door that you see the door yes or the black door or whatever they call it you know the, you know the sequence where like they're doing magic and like flashing things and then suddenly clouds part and there's just an ominous looking door and then it flashes to something else <clears throat> yes i do if if all of the power was drawn from that moment like it doesn't matter what's on the other side right like we know that on the other side is all of these like incredibly powerful things but like here is the crackling source where though where those worlds are going to converge and that brings with it this incredible power that is pulled from and if this is the nicest spider druid are there are most of them bad who pull upon this power or are they like so okay this is my pitch then if this is like this cosmic force to be a druid uh, they're called spider druids people who pull upon this Mm -hmm. if you do this if you're that type of druid you are kind of like a nihilist because you believe in the cold unfeeling universe so this is one who is not that is like uses it like a hero, you know, like a traditional hero uses it for good. But most people don't give a fuck. If you're a spider druid, you're like, yeah, it's a cold, unfeeling universe. I, I like that. I also want to throw in the detail that like a lot that like tying into it being difficult because like this also gives me like like the idea of gravity and destruction and like the spider eating the fly like. I'm starting to get a visual for like what maybe the the evocation of this magic kind of looks like. And like, I almost want to say that like a lot of spider druids, there aren't a lot of spider druids because there are a lot of people that try to be spider druids if you catch my drift. Because like I'm envisioning this idea. If you are conjuring the mad, the energy of a super magic black hole. You are opening a void. You are opening a void and creating your own tiny miniature black hole, which pulls in magic and okay. spirits and lore and secrets and all kinds of things and collapses them into whatever. Like it is a very kind of like it is. A, it is casting a spider web. It is pulling things in and akin to a black hole, condensing them into an atomic form, which then you can use for whatever. Uh, a lot of people get to the step where they make the black hole. Okay. So, and then stop being a thing. <laughs> so I like this a lot because what you visually described is you said they reach through a portal or do they bring the black hole to fantasy? I think they bring the black a piece of it. They bring like they open a hole. They open a pinhole and expand it basically. Like, yeah. Like, imagine if you made a hole in reality, put your hands in and like ripped it open. Is it like that? Yes, and you reach into it and pull something out and like things are pulled into the things are pulled into the black hole and you pull something back out of it. Okay. So basically you are what you're doing is reaching through you're you're basically making a doorway that leads to a black hole. Reaching through that doorway, your arm is in space on the other side, taking a basically fushigi like, you know, swirling your fingers and bringing back a piece of the void in the universe and use bringing it back to fantasy so that you can use it for spells. Yes. Is this like sort of an orb that like gravitates you that you pull upon? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is this like, I'm trying to think not a familiar, but something where like my piece of my black hole, like orbits my finger at all times. And when I need to use it, I like draw upon its power or do I have to reach through a fucking portal and get a new piece every single time? 
I was originally in the latter, but I'm fully into the former now because the idea that that that, that opening the hole is like a one-time thing. Opening the hole, Jesus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That that, that reaching into this like void is a one-time thing. You pull out this fragment of like crackling purple, you know, Kirby crackle energy. Yeah. And then like when you conjure it, this like destructive gravitational power emanates from this orb and you manipulate that is unbelievably sick. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like a twist on the wizard orb, you know, and pondering it, but instead it's this little because it's dangerous. It's this, this magic should not exist. I like the idea of like, it is you're, it's one of those, like you're fucking with arcane forces beyond comprehension and you're literally swirling it around your, like it orbits your body. You become, if you are successful at being a spider druid, you become a force powerful enough that this piece of black hole orbits you. Basically mm-hmm. your mass has gotten that strong that it enters your orbit and it does not consume you. But like you said, yes. most people pull the black hole over <laughs> enter a world of hell you know wherever you go in the event horizon you are yeah you 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 2001 in space odyssey and get obliterated into atoms yes but if you are a if you're a spider druid and you master the craft you can get a little pocket black hole and it and it orbits you because your mass is that you know powerful you have become that cosmically dense you're that cosmically thick that a black hole orbits you and you can use, you can draw its infinite power. I like this. So this is the friendliest one. This is like, you know, a, what, like a jolly older person who's like, oh yeah, that, this is a, I, you know, is this an Airbud story where they use it to play basketball at their local <laughs> gym? <laughs> wasn't before (laughs) no okay so okay no 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 no. jeff but jeff seriously that's actually not that bad because it's this horrifying cosmic thing right and this is something i feel like you can't get rid of it once you start once you become that cosmically thick and you get this piece of black hole there's no going back you just have to control it forever it's there and like eventually and like i like the idea Actually, here we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go even we're gonna go even more uh star stuff. Okay. Cause eventually a black hole collapses. Like eventually the black hole collapses yeah. in on itself. Yes, it does. You have put a timer on yourself. A lot of people reach into the void in an attempt to grab hold of a chunk of this like void crystal energy and are just ripped apart atom for atom and cast <laughs> off into the cosmos. Yes, they are. <laughs> it is it is the ultimate hubris like you like you you peer into the you peer into the eternal and you are and you are you are obliterated. Yep. A lot of people that happens instantly. Most people. Most people it happens to instantly. This is like making money on YouTube. Like if you think it's not going to be you like who fails and doesn't make a penny, it's going to be you. I'm sorry, but you're getting swallowed up by the void. <laughs> but crucially it happens to everybody. Yes. Oh, baby. Because, like, it also ties into the spider web and the gravity angle. This crystal is absorbing energy and magic and matter and things. And eventually, you know, your magical energy might be such that you, that you, that the thing orbits you, but eventually it will absorb enough that it will absorb you. And when it does that, then the black hole will collapse in on itself and. It will be rendered. Okay. I have a pitch on how it works. Yes. This black hole that orbits you, that surrounds you, that whatever, depends case by case basis. You know, you can wear it in your hat for all I give a fuck. However, um, 
your job as it orbits you and it's it's literally in your gravitational pull is to kind of contain it and it it takes like this constant level of concentration and like it's it's maddening to think about the idea of containing a miniature black hole around you and using its power to do dope shit you would have to keep it from it'd be like having a pet tiger you would have to keep it from eating you like all the fucking time it's basically that where you're constantly also using magic to repel it from getting too close to your orbit and eventually making contact with you and you know you get zapped into hell dimension or wherever so it's this i feel like it's this thing where you once you commit to this it's like you sleep with one eye open you can never relax you're gonna get got eventually yes and you have to maintain a constant level of magical concentration in order to not get devoured and what this tells me about like what the implementation of this magic is, the invocation of this magic, it's destruction. It is unmaking. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, it's bad. My like because if you're containing it, literally, what you're what you're doing when you invoke this orb is like you loosen your grip, and stuff around it is getting re- stuff a- around the crystal is getting rendered into atoms. Like there is no like I am going to channel to turn or this. There is no there is no law of equivalent exchange here. We evoked. No. Uh, no. We evoked uh, alchemist earlier. This is just. The first half of that, which is that matter is going to be destroyed. Yes, matter is going to be destroyed. There is no reshaping that matter into something else. It's be- You are opening a black hole. You just have the ability to kind of open it at will until it says, no, I'm no, it's time for me. Uh, no, I'm in control now. Get into the black hole. <laughs> and I dig this because it reminds me of the game Masks and the Doomed class. Yeah, it's a very doomed class. Like, you're gonna go, but what are you gonna do with this time? And especially with, if we know fantasy and if you're like, I choose destruction magic. Like, not saying that by default you're an asshole, but if, like, you are like, I, this is a little different than casting, like, Ice Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going i'm willing to bet the farm that i can pull a black hole into this dimension and control that motherfucker to do dope shit and so i feel like it takes a very specific type of person you either want to fuck shit up or want to be superman yeah or or you're so or you're so confident that you're different like yeah it's either it's either malice or hubris yeah 100 percent and, th- and with the hubris, though, you can't. There are exceptions. Like we said, there are people who make money on YouTube. But odds are that hubris is going to get you. <laughs> so as we're talking about this, I now have a really clear picture of like a, a big pitch that I want to throw you for who the friendliest spider druid is. Okay, perfect. Because like uh, I'm going back to space. <laughs> um, I'm thinking again about like the black hole as like an object. Okay. After it collapses, like, it's still a thing. There is still this, like, incredibly powerful and destructive thing that is left in the remnants of this black hole. And we can decide, honestly, in our world, like, what... We don't have to go by science, too. Like, what happens when the... Wait, so the door will collapse or the mini one? The mini one collapses. Like, I think the mini one eventually, like... This is this is why I think this is a, that, that you're exactly right, because I think this is where it parts ways. Like, eventually it absorbs enough right like it 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 rakes in enough destruction that it eventually like outweighs the magical power of the person containing it yeah and tears them to shreds they will eventually be torn to shreds yeah like you can only repulse its pull for so long but after that that power's still there 
Mm, that okay. crystal is still there. That black hole is now just left. And so the friend, what I want to propose to you is that the friendliest spider druid is the person that collects that. Okay, that collects basically like the corpse of a dead spider druid, which the is the corpse of a dead yeah. of a de- the corpse of a dead star is the, yes. the, is the is the is the like uh I'm visualizing a jolly like a jolly or like a like a jolly older person but jolly in the sense of like I keep a smile on because I recognize that it's the like the because like it's a it's a smile of necessity. Oh my god. Yeah, th- this is this is grim. We're we're literally describing like collecting dog tags, and it is it is it is a it is an acknowledgement of like you you know everybody gets got in the end. I'm here to collect this bit, and, and it's not what I want to throw out. Also, is that it's not a it's not a kindness to the spider druid necessarily. It is a kindness to like the world around them, so that there's not just like this ra- this raw, destructive old void that is like consumes the environment around it. It's like I'm going here to collect this so that no more destruction is caused, and I'm going to like store it or hold on to it or walk off with it, such that like nothing else is destroyed by this thing because everybody gets got in the end. It is my job to, like, collect the pieces to make sure that, like, after your grim pact with this void has been fulfilled, that nothing, that no one else gets hurt by the remnants of that pact. Is, so there is no sympathy. I'll ask you why. Like, because it, it can be, it can be. I'm just very curious as to, like, what the feeling, if this is the nicest person, like, yes, they could just be doing the service of collecting fragments of a dead star so that they don't, you know, run amok and destroy the fucking planet or things like that. Or is it also, is this someone who collects them and tells their story as if to be like cautionary tales? You know what I mean? Because every single dead star would have a story attached to it. Yeah. Have a story attached to it and like a person attached to it and like a life attached to it. And so like, yeah, I really contained like that. in that contained in that dead star crystal, perhaps. OK, when you imagine this this black hole thing, right, these little things orbiting, I want you to think about like a literal mini ball of purple void yeah. energy, like gravity ball of doom. Right. But when they absorb the person, when it goes bang and everything goes to shit, when the big bang happens and you are consumed, it turns into a crystal. And within that crystal, if you are a spider druid, you can read back like basically the tale that's told within that crystal by reading like the grooves and the cuts. They tell the story of that specific mage, that specific person who, yeah, like it was hubris. It was evil. Perhaps it was, you know, it varies on the person, but they are the nicest person to be like, you know, this is unfortunately this process destroys a lot of folks in more ways than one and it's my story my t- it's my task to collect their to collect their story and preserve them they don't have to be you know i'm not trying to say like we got to honor them and blah, blah blah yes they collect them but is it for them to know or for do they tell the world as a cautionary tale or do they just keep I... it to themselves or is it like a library is this is this a magic library type thing like you know in the chamber arcanum is like the room of you know the room of the lost. And there's like a fuckload of these goddamn crystals. 
Because it sounds Fuck. like some wizard shit. Where, you know what I mean? It does Where, sound like some wizard. Sh- so I was actually, and I was going to push this even further. Like, the A, I like that. And this ties into an idea that I had that I was going to push it even further. Because it also sounds like Phantom Zone, to be completely honest. Where, like, in in Superman's place is, like, what is it? The, the Phantom Zone has all the villains in it? Yeah. It would sort of be, like, the Chamber Arcanum has this museum of, like, people who fucked around with dangerous magic and found out. And what I want to also, what I want to throw out and why, what I want to throw out even further and take, push this a notch even further. And we can say if this is still part of the Chamber Arcanum or an entire separate, separate thing. What if the person, I love the idea of an extra dimensional space that stores all of these crystals with flashes of the lives of the people that, that channeled them. And like the, a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Like a movie theater or like, um, one of those like movie museums. Yeah. 100 percent like you see the the you see the projections on the wall yeah and you walk down this hallway with the projections on the wall and you're just seeing flashes on the tv screens yeah and this is the extra dimensional space and the person that they are telling this story to is the next person that is attempting this ritual can you what do you what do you mean as in i have decided to pull the black hole and become a spider druid okay this figure, this this old person appears before, like, finds me. Maybe they are the person that literally teaches it. Maybe they are just, maybe they just, like, when they feel the black hole starting to gather energy, they appear in the place and they're like, I have some stories that you need to know before you finish this. Mm, before, before you, you do what you're about to do, you need to see where this ends. Okay. Okay. So, may I make a big pitch? Yes. This force is this 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 art form, you know, this magic style, this school is so dangerous. Is there only one alive at one time? And this person, this the the kind of spider druid, the friendliest, is kind of like a not so much Jiminy Cricket, but like magical presence. You know, is this like a ghostly force spirit that talks to you, or is it actually like a person that takes you to this interdimensional space? I think it's a person, and I. But I think that it is a little bit of a person who fills the role of the ghost of Christmas is yet to come. Okay, cool. Because I like the idea of every time like you're about to learn this magic, like you basically have to beat the tutorial mission, and the tutorial yeah. of this game is, you know, having your session with this the friendly spider druid, you know, and deciding if you want to walk this path. You learn the rituals, you learn the, 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 you learn the circle to carve into the earth. Like you, you've gathered all of the books and materials you have devoted the time to it. You have conjured the energy you have, you have done all of the steps. And all you have to do now is like, you know, say the words, open the, open the gate, reach inside and pull out the orb. And like, as you are about to do that in, you know, peering behind you is a hand on your shoulder, like. Before you finish this, we should we should talk and I should show you some things. I love that. That is the act of friendliness. That is the act of kindness is you're about to do a thing and I know how this is going to end for you. You can still make that step. I can't stop you, but I have but you have to do it with the knowledge of like where it has ended for every single person before you. Yeah, and you decide if you want to walk through this door, perhaps this interdimensional space is like, you know, okay, I want to be a spider druid. I, you know, I'm tired of doing my basic druid magic of like, you know, summoning flare bolts from the star, you know, shooting fire magic and ice dust and cosmic comets and shit like, you know what I mean? Space stuff. 
And then I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking, I want to go hard. I want to be, I want to commit to being a goddamn spider druid. And I start training and I'm learning to, you know, with my mind, reach out and try to commune with the the door, the black hole, the the source of it all, you know, the the source of their power. I'm learning this. I'm training. I'm I'm learning the incantations, like you said, the marks on the floor. I'm learning the alchemy, essentially. And then at my last step, you feel that voice. And then it's like, okay, this is your last chance. You know, there's no turning back after this. Do you want to go through that door? Mm -hmm. And some people are like, fuck it, let's go. Some people are like, I am different. Some people are like, my mission is so crucial or whatever. What I want from this is so crucial to me that I am willing to destroy myself. And, you know, it is that sense of like, okay, I, I showed like I showed you. I told you with no pretty no uncertain terms, like, I'll be there. I will be there to collect your I will be there to collect your at like to collect yeah, your, your crystal ashes when, essentially. I'll be there to collect your ashes when all is said and done so that like so that no so that when you when you finally fall, no one else gets hurt along the way. You know, like that is fucked and sick and a beautiful and I love it with all of my heart. I feel like this friendliest spider druid takes you to like in a in this weird liminal space, they take you to the source of power. They take you to the door, the black hole. And you gaze at it, and it's like, this is what you pull from. And it's this swirling horror beyond comprehension, like, you know, absorbing all light and matter. You see the gateway to the material plane and all the stuff that makes no sense to you on the other side. It's like, this is where our power comes from. All stars will burn out. All holes will be shut. Do you want this? And like you, I feel like the friendliest spider druid is praying you say no. Yeah, it's... It is, it is, it, they are, they, they have done all of this work to get you to say no. Okay. This is someone, uh, my big pitch is the friendliest spider druid is someone who has lost more of their physical form and is now this weird mix of oh, di- yeah. like, you know, dead black hole crystalline. They're part black hole. It is yes. that, it is that, it is that animation effect of like part of their animation cell is. <laughs> you know swirling is like they they've got the they've got the lino cut uh yes. or the cutout they've got the cutout design where like the swirling co- cosmos texture is behind them at all yes. times so that it's just moving at a like separate frame rate yes this form that they have this like partial black hole it's all they have left so they are still like very much alive but it's like no way to live they were a powerful enough uh spider druid to be able to like put it at bay right this this power Mm -hmm. but just enough like they are still not a crystal completely but they were good enough to be like to hold on to this form and that's when they were like i have to tell people that this is fucking not it but i also want to keep these people like free to make their own fucking decisions like i'm not gonna judge them because maybe there will be a hero one day who fucking masters this power you know what i mean and and saves the world from a cosmic horror. And 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 in the in the in the in the eternal optimism of all my fantasy children. Yes. I want to say there are people that have said like a 100 because I because I, I always like the idea. I always like the idea like, you know what I mean? Like there's always the idea that like no one has ever said no to me. In a break. I think there are absolutely people that have been shown this and been like, all right, I'll see you later. Thank yes. you so much. I'm on my way. <laughs> Goodbye. That was horrible. But I do like the idea of a, a person who really thinks that like 
no, like I'm willing to essentially sacrifice my well-being and quality of life to command a force that could change the world, save the cosmos. Like perhaps this person like gazes at the void and is like, well, this is more powerful than I had ever imagined. The things that I could do with this command of this power, like I could help other worlds. You know, you you could go off planet. You you'd basically be like what Doctor Manhattan is like, God strong, right? Yeah. Who yeah, is yeah. a character who is like can go off planet and is like you know r- ridiculously strong? It's like it's like dark side level stuff, right? Yes. It's like I am. It's like I. It's this is the anti life equation. I am here to conjure it to to unmake the cosmos. Yes, and most people like you know obviously the douchebag wizards and stuff like bad people would be like yeah I can fucking do that. I can cast mat- meteors and do all sorts of gravity shit. And there's some people who are like oh my god like if with the control of this weird anti life gravity equation black hole magic. You could, you know, rebuild cities in a millisecond that have been destroyed by natural disasters. You could, you know what I mean? You could make a building that can't collapse under the weight of an earthquake. Like the things that you could actually accomplish, but the risk is so terrifying that you become a crystal ball, basically. You become a wizard orb. Can I can I pitch you the space? I've got the space in my head and I've got a name that I'm I'm excited about. Um, fuck yeah. This space, it orbits this black hole almost a cage these crystals sort of float in like an orb or like a cube structure Mm -hmm. all of them like all of them like perfectly geometrically apart from one another yeah and they swirl around each other this is the void equilibrium oh baby Yes, please. I and and when that and you are brought into the void equilibrium which floats in front of the door and uh this wizard is like this is it this is what you're about to reach into. This is the source of the power. And this is the thing that will destroy you. I dig this quite a fucking bit. I love this a lot. Now, now I have a question for you. You can shoot this down. This is a power that is mystifying fascinating. Like, I feel like this would be fascinating. Like it's basically a superhero wizard wise. Like, you know what I mean? Like not everybody can even do this. So I feel like these crystals, these tiny balls, basically full of cosmic void energy and gravity and, you know, essence of creation, all this wild stuff are these orbs that wizards ponder because they're, they get captivated by this, like a greedy wizard would ponder this and be like, you know, obsessed with the idea of obtaining this much power. Or is it something different? I like, I mean, I like that. Some do. I feel like that some wizards are like, they ponder this orb and they're captivated by it. It's the, it's the cursed text, right? Like yes. it's the, the cur- it's the audio record. It's the audio record. It's the evil dead audio recording of the, of the guy reading the Necronomicon. It is the thing that like. It's almost like a Palantir. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, to yeah. gaze into it, like it, if it, it, you don't want to look away, like you like it. It is, it is the, the lore document from a survival horror game. Cause I think that the way that this knowledge is passed around is by people, individual stories, like journal entries of somebody being like, I'm going to conjure this, like the things I could do with this power. And like, it, it's that it's, it's the, it's the, the lore material in a survival horror game where you're like, Oh, this, oh, this motherfucker is dead. Oh, you're gonna die. Oh, yes. oh fuck. The very resident evil, like 
uh, diary entry that's like, they're coming. I can hear them outside. It's like, it, it orbits all around me. I can feel it pulling on my very atoms. I don't have long. If you find this, do not follow in my footsteps, wizard. Avoid the, what was it called? The void infinitum? The void equal, the void the equi- equilibrium. Avoid the void equilibrium. Heed Heed the spider wizard's voice. Heed their uh, is heed their wisdom. Do not do this. It's like because some people would offer that advice of like you would listen to their story. They'd be like, "Oh my god, I have fucked up beyond comprehension." Oh no. Some people I feel like too. It, what what's another interesting thing though? If you were an asshole wizard, say I'm fucking evil, right? I am like a dark wizard, and I became a spider druid because I'm an asshole. Something you could do is essentially leave behind your crystal and have it be like bait for other people to Uh follow in your footsteps and completely destroy your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I love that kind of shit. Personally, it's fucked up. But I love the idea of someone being like, draw upon the power. Like when the void, when the void calls to you, answer back, stare into it. Do not listen to the voice of the void in equilibrium, you know, defy it, reach into the void. Like, I love that shit. And I love that there's just dangerous magic that uh, what percentage of people say, fuck this and do not enter this school of wizardry, like 99%. Gotta be like 99%, right? Like, it's gotta be... You're gonna die. (laughs) Actually, no. I'm gonna push against this. Okay. Because I think the work it takes to get here self-selects a lot of that 99%. Like, like, like a lot of that 99% is people that have left... Like, is people that have listened to a journal entry of like... The black hole is consuming all around me. If I can just consume a little more power, if I could just wield a little bit more, I could use it and I could reshape existence. And the the 99% of the people that hear that and go, oh, yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, No. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would simply leave. (laughs) Holy shit. What kind of magic is this? It's like half of the – because, like, once you get to – what's a first name, last name, Tendrilis? Tendrilis? Tendrilis. Wait, that's their last name? The spider? That's their last name. Tendrilis? Uh, um, hmm. Is it just Tendrilis one name? No. I want to say they have a first name because it was a person. Yeah. Um, um, no one knows, but they are, they are, uh, they are Count Tendrilis. Count Tendrilis! Once you visit Count Tendrilis in the Void Equilibrium, like, you are at the point of no return. Yeah. And it is it is so like the 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 number of people that turn away from the void equilibrium is like if 99% do not get there it is like half of that 1% do like turn away because like this is it is the ultimate slap in the face of like you 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 did not pay attention to all of the all of the warning signs. Yeah, you didn't read like the turn the evil off on the crusty doll. Like it was just that simple. And like now I am showing you, hey, there's an evil switch on your crusty doll. If you don't leave this, you're gonna get murdered. Yes. And like half of the a full half of the people that see this are like, all right. This is not gonna murder me. I'm a I'm a god. I'm a mon- I'm a beast. Yeah. I'm different. I can I'm different. My magic hits different. So I want to talk about briefly Count Tendrilis because yes. just the name Count Tendrilis alone makes me think that this was like back in their day, like a royal, like of a, of a, you know, a castle in a keep, like very Count Dracula esque, like in terms yeah. of like a rich noble. 
who was so possibly like wealthy, you know, resourced out, dripped out beyond comprehension that they kind of got bored. They got so powerful that they were almost bored and were like, you know what? Fuck it. The only thing left to do. And this is someone I feel like who's been alive since like the age of heroes. Like this is someone from a, a fucked up fantasy era and is someone who got so powerful that they became like bored and started fucking around where they shouldn't. And there was no voice to stop them. Oh, yeah. And they and they, they pledged they pledged to themselves that they would be that voice for others. Yeah. Once <laughs> once their body became a Fortnite skin that looks like a galaxy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wow, I need to do better. But for a long time, I feel like they were that, you know, they had that dark, broody spire castle with lightning striking at it. And nobody would go near it because like that's where an all powerful archmage lives. They are said to learn and they know every school of magic and they've mastered every single school. And then the count, Count Tenderless was like, but there's one that I have yet to touch. And it was that one. And so they mastered it. They did all the steps and then fucking totally just absolutely ate it. And became a Fortnite skin, you know, but this is someone who completely said it ain't, that ain't going to be me, though. I'm, that ain't gonna be me. I'm count fucking tenderless. And then they went, oh, no, I wasn't different, at least. Th- but like the idea that they have then gone, all right, I can at least stop anybody else from making this fucking mistake. Yeah, I'm going to go collect these goddamn crystals that everybody because I feel like this is someone who is an early pioneer of this fucking magic school, right? Oh, yeah. Really dumb magic school. And then started seeing all the kids being like, well, I want to fucking be because Count Ventralist is a famous fucking archmage. Imagine knowing every school of magic in a tabletop game. You'd be like, my God, you're a monster. I want to be just like that. That's sick. But then this is someone who's like, no, stop following my fucking footsteps. I'm a Fortnite skin. (laughs) (laughs) No, look at me. (laughs) Look at me. Yeah, you look fucking rad. I heard that like you'll take me to the outer dimension of space (laughs) and show me a black hole if I answer back to the void. Like a fucking God. Uh, Oh, fine. But like it doesn't always get to the point where you go to the void uh, equilibrium. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you. Sometimes you you get enough clues that you're like, oh, this this sucks. I yeah, don't oh no, I meant that that uh, Count Tendrilis. Like, if they bump, if they find you and you're doing this, they won't even take you there. They'll just be like, show up at like, hey, uh, Derek. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm noticing that you are heading down the road of becoming a motherfucking crystal, <laughs> and I wanted to help you out. This is somebody who's like a do gooder. Like, they literally yeah. travel the world collecting the dead, essentially in this crystal form. Um, preserving it in the in the void equilibrium so that people can you know watch the epcot movie of people's folly but also at the same time is kind of like a a a wizard mentor to be like yo you don't need this you're already a powerful fucking lightning wizard like why the fuck are you doing this like you don't it's kind of because what we're talking about is greed once again this is magic greed where it's like yeah but i could fucking do more like you don't fucking need to look at me man look at me i got this big old house and nobody to fill it with. I am the sad rich person. The metaphor. It's me. Can I close us on a visual or on a on a lore question that might ha- that might be answered? <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> may already have an answer. Okay, we'll see. Have we discussed like where the chamber arcanum came from? Like as an extra dimensional space? Did did she oh. make that or was that like found? Oh, it was. Uh, I feel like it was a thing that she. It was a dungeon of like infinite rooms or something like that. Got it. Okay. That's, that's what I, yeah. Gen Astral like turned it in. It, it was never in the same place. Like you kind of have to catch it like a bus 
And I think Jen Astral turned it into her school. That's okay. That that I was going to propose that Why maybe do I know it was that? this maybe it was Tendrilis's <laughs> castle, but that sounds like a whole separate lore thing. So okay, no, I but actually that, see that's not the worst. I like that a lot because we said it's like it's like a it's clearly like a building, but it's never in the same place. It's like the the prompt was like a it's something about a moving dungeon or something like that. Not the chamber. Or, uh, it it basically was never in the same place, and it was like an infinite dungeon, but it wasn't the other one that we always talk right. about. <laughs> so I think that like, I think that what I want to propose instead is this idea that like, uh, like there's this empty castle of curiosities. Yeah. That is like all of these, that like, is this, you mentioned that like, yeah, it just sits abandoned now. And it is this, the, like in this, this library of curiosities that sits unattended yeah, because the magic person, scrolls and shit. Yeah. You, and, and wizards are wizards go there to like, you know, research things and and find things and and you know it is a different school. It is a different school than the Chamber Arcanum and a different like self taught way of learning magic. And mm. there are hallways that reveal schools of magic in this old abandoned wizard's tower that can lead you down a path where you are confronted with the void equilibrium. I like that a lot. New magic school and it's all like doing you know it's like self taught wizardry. Yeah. But if you if you don't know when to stop, all roads lead to the void equilibrium. It's what makes it different than the Chamber Arcanum, which is the Chamber Arcanum has a person there that will be like, no, you no, you stop now. <laughs> you no, know, we're done. We don't even fucking teach that. Here it's like the Hall of Infinite Wisdom. <laughs> yeah, here here it's it's there if you want it, but a <laughs> but a weird old wizard will show up to tell you, hey. You're hey, in a line. Hey, it's not going to go well for you. Trust, trust me. Look at me. I'm a Fortnite skin. You want to look <laughs> like a Fortnite skin? You think this is cool? T- trust me. It's not. It's not fun at all. But all right, go off if you want. I <laughs> dig it. The other wizard school is um, Castle Tendrilis. Castle Tendrilis. Oh, an arch, former arch mages. They just left it. It's still like got books <laughs> open. It's like super accessible. Everybody, it's like on the honor system. It's kind of like a game library at a con where it's like, yeah, you just can't leave the chat. You can't leave Castle Tendrilis with any of these scrolls or information. Like, you know, you're good. <laughs> but you can study all you want. Go ahead. <laughs> I like this. But it's like, it's seen as like, what is it seen as in like the wizard community? Like something where it's like, don't fucking go there. I think it is seen as like the stacks, what does so that to mean? speak. Like it is seen as like a resource, but I think it is seen as a resource. But of... not a school, but not like a place where it, it, it's it's kind of like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah. It's seen as a place where you, like it is seen as a as a resource to be uh, to be utilized but to be utilized with care so it is seen as a like if i am looking for a particular piece of information i can find it in this castle but i have to go to this castle to find it and there are dangers that wait for me in that castle mm, okay i like that a lot because the chamber arcanum is literally like you know professor xavier's school for gifted young people and yeah. this is literally a library where it's like yeah. the information's there you can take it but like Gen Astral School is like, hey, we'll teach you the discipline. You're not just going to crack a book and start shooting fireballs, though. Like, yes. you know, you're not going to read off a scroll and like, you know, enter the hell dimension. Like, we're going to teach you how to control it and use it as a discipline. Yes. Yeah. It's um, it's YouTube, YouTube cooking channel versus like going to chef school. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. Yo, I love Count Tenderless, the nicest spider, the friendliest spider druid. 
Um, thank you so much for prompt submitter. Names are hard. Uh, that's what they used, I promise. Um, for sending us a prompt through our website, it doesn't exist anymore. But if you want to submit prompts to us, there's a lot of ways you can use it. And one of them is our email. This is what we just did. And we do read them. So send them away. And if you sent us nice messages through these emails, thank you so much too. But Jeff, what are the ways that people can send us prompts? You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. That's assuming either of those websites still exist. Oh, true. Uh, you can <laughs> email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com, or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Yeah. While you're there, join the discord, hang out, chat about the show, ask questions. If you need clarifications or just meet cool people talking about fantasy and other things. Um, Jeff has more podcasts than meets the eye. And I want Jeff to tell you about them so that you can go pause this, open a separate tab on the World Wide Web and play both audio at the same time. It's really that you'll, you'll find some fun Easter eggs if you do this. <laughs> it's um, true. Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two player role playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend. We play a two player game. Um, you can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. And at bit.ly slash Yazeba's podcast, you can find Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast, an actual play about a heartless witch, a cozy house, and the many people making their homes inside. That is an award-winning podcast that Aaron and I both appeared on. Uh. So you can go hear us uh, play a game, which we do sometimes. It's sometimes. a great show that I like a lot. Boom. Um, Every week, we give you a verbal hug before you go, which is like some advice, some wisdom, or what we're experiencing that we want to share with all of y'all. Uh, do you have a verbal hug for our listeners this week? Remember to reaffirm, reaffirm like your appreciation for the stuff that you do. Like say it out, like remember to say out loud that you appreciate the stuff that you do. Because like there are times where that is a thing that you desperately need and a time that you desperately need to do that. And that carries a lot of weight and in moments when in moments when the world is going to drag you down and like put weight on you that means a like that 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 self-affirmation right that ability to say like i like the thing that i do i like whatever it is that i do can carry a lot of weight because that means that you are hearing it yourself and if you feel that way then that is that is a crucial and important thing I like that I a lot. cannot promise I cannot promise that the world is not going to be uh, a suck, but I can I can promise that if you can say the words I like I like my shit, then that is a, a powerful step in a in a positive direction. I love that. Mine is I, I have been trying to reconnect with the young person in me that was a little more stress free and optimistic. And I've been trying to actively pursue like choosing joy. And, you know, having faith in myself and the people that I know and love and believing that things will get better and things aren't as bad as they seem like it's shitty times. But like I'm trying to really actively reconnect with that stuff. And a big part of it for me has been like just bringing it back to my work like AMFC is back. And this show for me has been this like lovely breath of creativity and optimism and fantasy cool shit that I love. Hello, emails. Um and that it's it's something where I'm like, yeah, I'm like ready to make this show again because I'm finally in a good headspace about like, you know what? Everything's going to be like fine. It's not going to everything's going to be OK. But like I need to tell myself that I can withstand this and overcome and beat all this shit and crush it and all this stuff. 
or, or else like, you know, I, I don't know. Otherwise I won't be able to, you know, sleep at night, to be honest, because I've been struggling with stress. So this way, choosing optimism, choosing joy and, you know, trying my best has been something that I'm working on. And I off, I encourage you all to try it. Reconnect with that young person who was kind of naive and uh, still believed in people and things and themselves uh, and try to try to reconnect with that and see if you can conquer the world with it, because I'm fucking trying and I'd like you to join me. That's all. Love it. Um, is that all we do on this podcast? I believe that is all we do. So until next time, good night and good, good game. game. Deep in the vastness of space, we see the Void Equilibrium, a location that stands before a massive black hole, the door to the cosmic plane, where the great sister Ether once hailed from before she passed through the door and into the material plane, an act that created the universe that we know and love. Within the Void Equilibrium, we see Count Tendrilis addressing the newest druid that has come to seek the power of the black hole. Welcome, druid. I am the being that was once known as Count Tendrilis. You are here because you have sought the power of the spider druid, and this is the final step in your journey. Gaze upon the truth of what you seek. Do you understand it now? This power is all-consuming. To draw magic from the door is to tamper with a force that opposes the fabric of reality within our plane of existence. To attempt to wield such a power is folly. To wield both chaos and order is to wield a power both beautiful and terrible. Druid, you may believe yourself to be different that this power will not destroy you and potentially your world. You would be oh so wrong. With that said, it is ultimately your choice. Walk away, or reach out your hand and welcome Oblivion. The druid had not heard a word that the Count had said. From the moment they arrived at the Void Equilibrium, they had simply stared into the black hole in awe of its terrible beauty. This dragonborn was clad in light, black steel armor, decorated with deep crimson roses with bright green stems. In the blackness of space, their armor seemed to fade away, and the roses glowed in the light of the stars. The awe left the dragon's face, replaced by a smile. They spoke. It's so beautiful. I was right. Thank you. Thank you for having faith in me, Lord Dimday. They reached out their hand toward the black hole. A crystal fragment speeds toward them. The druid sheds many tears that rain down on the roses of their armor. They had been working toward this moment for oh so long. Count Tendrilis looks on solemnly for a moment before fading away. Hopefully next time they will be successful in their efforts.
It is a relatively small orb that hovers before the druid. As the Count vanished, as did the Void Equilibrium, the draconic druid was now suspended in space, being almost examined by the crystalline gift. The tiny reflective orb circled the druid curiously, as if examining its new wielder, or host, depending on how you viewed this relationship. Hello, little friend. The crystal fragment circled the dragon slowly before resting in the palm of their hand. Their eyes grew large, their smile widened. I am the major arcana known as the Tower. You and I, oh, we'll do wonders, won't we? <laughs> yes, with this power, I will tear down the line between nightmare and reality. The Spire Obscura will rise. Terror and glorious ruin will blanket this world and every other. The glow of the door caught their eye. Oh, the beauty. The pride is overwhelming. To see the birthplace of them. To see beyond. Oh, Lord Dimte. If you could only see what I do now. Come, little friend, let us return, so that we may veil the world in shadow. <laughs> <laughs>